Welcome back to the Galveston Experience Podcast, produced in the studios of Radio Galveston right here on the seawall, where we're looking at some pretty big waves crashing through as Hurricane Zeta missed us. And as we're recording, this is actually about to make landfall in Louisiana. So hopefully we are done with the tropical storms. Uh, Hurricane Hal is heard on Radio Galveston about 20 minutes after every hour. So you're looking for all the local Galveston weather. Check that out. So episode 110. And we're going to get a little scuttlebutt on the Rotary Club of Galveston. So Mike Dudas had recorded this. And actually, as, as a member of the Rotary Club, I found out about this as I was on our Wednesday meeting. Mike Garino, who is the president, and also we'll be uh, hearing from him in a second, mentioned that Mike had done the podcast. And uh, about that time, uh, Mike's, pod, uh, Mike's segment had arrived. So here we are piecing it all together and uh, delivering it to you. Uh, having never been involved in the Rotary uh, Club until just this year, I was not aware of many of the a- aspects of the Rotary Club. Uh, number one, that it's international. Number two, uh, how involved they were in uh, nearly eliminating polio over the years. And uh, we're going to hear a lot of interesting things and also how, what they've got planned for the upcoming holiday season. So let's do it. Let's get the scuttlebutt on the Rotary Club of Galveston from Mike Dudas. My guest on this edition of the podcast is Mike Garino, who will give us all the scuttlebutt on the Rotary Club of Galveston. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for inviting me. Let's just launch right into it. Uh, from what I understand, you all at the Rotary Club of Galveston just finished up a couple different campaigns, and you're really getting ready to launch into the holiday season. So... Let's catch up on what's been going on. You're absolutely right, Mike. We have just completed two tremendous campaigns that everybody's worked so hard on, and uh, we're so proud of how they turned out. The the first one was our walk to end Alzheimer's that was co-chaired by Sally Byram and Kyle Albright, and they worked on it for many weeks, and it culminated in a, a kind of a walk on October 17th. A number of us did walk, but some of us, you know, did just a virtual walk or we'll walk independently, but... We set a goal of $8,000, and believe it or not, we raised over $19,000 in our walk to end Alzheimer's, and we're so so proud of that, and we're so happy because it's such a wonderful cause. And then, at the same time, we had a Polio Plus campaign that was ongoing for many weeks, and it also culminated just last week, October 24th, which really is the World Polio Day. And... Uh, we had Mary Lou Hollander and Barbara Winberg co-chair that for us, and they just did a great job. We had wonderful programs, uh, wonderful fundraising. They focused on the fact that it was the 65th, this year was the 65th anniversary of the SALT vaccine. And so they challenged the club, members in the club, to give at least $65 uh, toward the Polio Plus uh, campaign, and they did that plus some. So we've raised, you know, I think in the neighborhood of $3,300, dollars for the Polio Plus campaign. So that's just now ending. We, you know, got a really nice picture taken by Ron and Deshaun today. I guess will appear in the Galveston Daily News. And and so we've got that done, and now we're right in the middle of of trying to get ready for our holiday uh, 
fundraising events. Let me ask you, um, before we move on to the holiday event, about the polio um, campaign. Um, polio is one of those types of diseases that is like from the past that you really don't think about, but it's still there. So how important is it that um, the awareness level of polio stays at a high level? It's tremendously important. And, and Rotary has played a major role in fighting polio since the 1980s and has spent, I think, has helped raise over several billion dollars, billion dollars to, to eradicate it, and has participated in nations all over the world. And, and we are almost uh, to the position of wiping out polio. Uh, and most of the, the nations, almost all of the nations of the world, we have succeeded. I think Africa, for the first time, the continent of Africa has now been de- declared polio-free. But right now, Pakistan in Afghanistan are problematic and we do have some cases that are still arising there but it it's also continues to be a worldwide campaign that we can't let up on that even though we have eradicated it it can raise its ugly head again so we must keep uh, keep the vaccine and, and the uh, inoculations going in many parts of the world so we're very proud of, of the role that Rotary has played uh, in that and uh it's it's a great it's a great worthy endeavor and it's amazing how many we have several members that have actually participated in the delivering the vaccine to to to, to needy uh, populations all over the world. Mary Lou Hollander, I know, is one who speaks. She has so many stories about what it was like to go to. I'm not sure the country she went to, but what it was like. And you know, they take on quite a bit to do that. But it's it's a it's a wonderful wonderful enterprise, and we're so proud to traditionally play a major role in that every year now we're heading into november which is the kickoff of the holiday season so tell us what's going on holiday wise event wise at the rotary club it traditionally has has been a uh, culmination at our holiday luncheon and and banquet uh usually at fisherman's wharf in recent years but as we all know, with the pandemic, uh, we're now in a virtual world. So uh, at that particular holiday luncheon and banquet, we always focus on our Toys for Tots campaign and the wonderful Meals on Wheels, the Galveston Island Meals on Wheels campaign that does such good work. And we, we really raise a lot of money, raise a lot of toys, and we always bring them to that wonderful banquet. Well, we're not going to have it this year. So what, what are we going to do? So we're constantly trying to think outside the box. So we contacted the local Marine Reserve Unit that, of course, handles all of this region's Toys for Tots coordination and pickup. And we put together a pretty good plan, Mike. Uh, on the Toys for Tots, we're going to use our familiar turf, uh, Fisherman's Wharf Restaurant on Harborside here in Galveston. And we picked Friday, November the 20th, between 10 o'clock in the morning and 12 noon. And we're going to have Rotarian Station there and Marine Station there outside of the restaurant. And we're going to allow the public, as well as our many members, to drive by and deliver uh, new and unwrapped toys, as they have always done. And they will go to needy children in our community who, who need a little help to make sure Santa finds them this Christmas. So... The big date is Friday, November the 20th, the Fisherman's Wharf, between 10 in the morning 
at 12 noon and you can just drive up. We'll have Rotarians and Marines will take your unwrapped toys. And uh, also, you know, we also take uh, monetary contributions. A lot of people will give us some cash or a check and that will go toward purchasing new toys for needy children in our community. And we are also working on uh, Ray Pinard's wonderful Meals on Wheels program that we really hit hard and raise a lot of funds for at that banquet. And we're working on a virtual uh, campaign right now. So there'll be some news out on that. And uh, we're so, so proud that we're going to be able to do that. And then we have a third campaign that we traditionally do. Uh, Ruth Finkelstein Stuckseuler uh, has coordinated this for many years, and that's the Salvation Army Red Kettle Christmas Campaign. And uh, as long as I've been a Rotarian, we've gone to different grocery stores in town and to the local Walmart and banned the kettles uh, at a particular weekend and helped raise funds. And we're going to, this year, uh, through Ruth's hard work and in coordination with a program that has been instigated by the Salvation Army, we're going to create a virtual kettle. And we're still going to be able to contribute. We're still going to be able to encourage not only our members but others to contribute. And we're going to, we're going to fill some kettles up. And, uh, you know, we're not going to give an inch just because of the pandemic. We're going to still function, you know, as a viable club and, uh, and, and keep a lot of these programs and projects going, at least as many as we can. If we can't do them all, and certainly we can't do every one that we usually do, but we're going to keep as many going as we can, especially these that, that fund wonderful, good causes in our community. So it sounds like you have a jam-packed fall months um, of activities leading through the holidays, but that doesn't include an event or two that you, tra- you traditionally hold that you had to cancel, like the traditional chili supper. Yes, yes. That is a very good example of, of one that we tried to make work very hard because we've been doing it for so many years at Ball High School Cafeteria. And uh, it's a great tradition. It always falls, you know, late in October or early in November. And uh, people really look forward to our chili supper. But we worked it as hard as we could, but there was just no way we could make it happen this year. So that had to be canceled. As a matter of fact, we're having a, a great uh, online wine tasting uh, social coming up next week. So, <laughs> you know, we're not giving up. We're, we're trying to still function and have as much fun as we can and on November 6th we're going to have that wine tasting social that Kyle Albright has coordinated and it's going to be really fun Christine Hopkins is going to give us a little education on on wines and we're going to you know have a good time tell us um, how your weekly meetings have changed our weekly meetings have now gone to every two weeks and we're doing it virtually online with a zoom meeting uh, the meetings are very much the same as as, uh, as meetings have been for many many years. You know, we 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 have our invocations, we have our pledge, we have music, we have introduction of ministers and guests, and we have a tremendous uh, guest speakers who uh, have talked on many many topics already this year. Uh, Gina Spagnola is our president uh, nominee, and that means that her responsibility is is our, is our as our program chair. And so she's really producing some wonderful programs. And the public are invited to visit us, too. Uh, all they have to do is go online, look at our, our, our website or our Facebook page, and 
and send a text or an email to Uli Budelman, our executive secretary, and he will give them the link uh, to our Zoom meeting so they're welcome to participate and enjoy some of these great speakers. But we are still, we're, we're functioning as a, as a club, but we're doing it online, and we're not uh, able to meet at this time. We miss our Fisherman's Wharf restaurant venue that we've shared so many years, and uh, can't wait to get back to it. But in the meantime... We're alive and well, and we're we are having a, a, a good year. Let's um, talk about Mike Garino, the Rotarian. How long have you been with the club, and um, what does the club mean to you? Well, Mike, I've been I'm a longtime member of the club. I've I'm almost been a member for forty years, so I've seen so many wonderful events and programs, and I have enjoyed so much fellowship and friendship with so many wonderful members of our community, and it means a lot to me. I joined it because I wanted to meet people other than attorneys and courthouse personnel, and I wanted to sit next to a pharmacist or somebody who ran the local lumber company or the Western Auto or the commander of the Coast Guard base, and that's exactly what I got. I had more, I've had more fun meeting new people, and, and, you know, Rotary is founded upon friendship and fellowship, but from that, we do tremendous community service. Our, rotter, our motto is uh, service above self, and that means that we participate in events and uh, that, that better our community. And the things that we just talked about, the different campaigns, are good examples of that. But being a Rotar- Rotarian is, is, you know, being a part of a tremendous humanitarian network. And it, uh, it really is, has been a wonderful experience. I had no no one in my family was a Rotarian before I was. I just happened to join. Uh, V.J. Tremonti in, in, back in the early 80s said, Mike, you know, you say you're going to run for district attorney. Why don't you join the Rotary Club? They're wonderful people that are members. You'll love them. And you never know. You may get a few people that will vote for you. So so, so V.J. taught me into join and join the uh, Rotary, and it's just been a tremendous experience. And as you, as you well know, V.J. is still a tremendous Rotarian past president and we laugh about that i can't encourage people enough to to give it a try it will be a very meaningful decision in their life and it's a positive event and uh, i love it so being the club's current president i know you've probably held and sat in every chair position committee position that there is within the rotary club i, I think i have i've, I've uh, been on the board you know, a handful of different times. I've been on the found found. I've been a trustee in, with our wonderful club foundation uh, several different times. And I finally, at this stage in my life, had a little bit extra time, and I offered myself up to run for president this year. And I did not realize it would be a pandemic year, but yeah. <laughs> and I may not hold a meeting for a while, but uh, in person. But it's been a challenge. But it's been it's been fun. It's been uh, you know very interesting, and, and uh, I, I love it. I love the, the Rotary Network, not just in our own city, uh, in our own community, but you know within our state and our nation and worldwide. It's a it's a wonderful thing to to be a part of and to witness. You know, when you become a Rotarian, you know, you, everybody has different different stages in life. Sometimes you can participate a lot. Sometimes a little. And we understand that we have a very broad tent and, uh, you know, we're just glad that people 
come our way and, and want to become a Rotarian and, and take that great adventure with us. If any of our listeners would like further information about the Rotary Club of Galveston, how may they obtain that information? We have a wonderful social media presence, so they can go to our Facebook page and contact us. We have a wonderful website that Sissy Matthews over at Galveston College runs as a Rotarian in charge of that. Or they can call me personally on my cell phone at 409-770-4066. We'd love to hear from them. My guest on this edition of the podcast has been Mike Carino from the Rotary Club of Galveston. If you would like to be a guest on a future podcast and give us all the scuttlebutt on your business or organization, drop us a line right here at RadioGalveston.com. Thank you, Mike, and thank you, Mike Dudas, for getting us the scuttlebutt on the Rotary Club of Galveston. We've got quite a distinguished list that we're putting together that you can find on the scuttlebutt page at RadioGalveston.com. Previous episodes include uh, Jim Lewis, the manager of the Galveston Seafarer Center. We've heard from the Noon Optimist Club, uh, Glenn Erbach from Seastar Base, the Galveston Arts Center, Hospitality ER, Galveston College with Carol Langston, United Way of Galveston, the Lighthouse Charity Team, Galveston County Food Bank. Uh, we talked to Sheldon Benight, the new head football coach at Ball High, Galveston VFW, and many, many more. So check that out. Again, it's the Scuttlebutt page with Mike Dudas at RadioGalveston.com. Of course, Halloween time at the Galveston Experience Company is a special time with our hurricane historic and, at this time of year, very popular ghost bus tours. We've just added something for people who want to practice social distancing and kind of do it all themselves. It is the Galveston Ghost Hunt. You can check that out at galvestonghosthunt.com. So enjoy your Halloween. Looks like we've got some nice weather coming in for the weekend, and hopefully we'll see you up and down the seawall here at the Galveston Experience Company, maybe on one of our tours, maybe uh, trick-or-treating. If nothing else, we'll be looking for you right here next time on the Galveston Experience Podcast. Mm-hmm.